Meisters Perik Hey Mishnah Dalid Five Four, the second Mishnah now talking about the halachas of Lifnei Eva in the context of Meisters. So here, let me explain this Mishnah outside first. What's going on is a person who sells his leftovers from production. The assumption is that someone else is buying those leftovers not to extract additional produce that's edible, and but rather getting it, let's say, for for mulching, for fertilizer, for giving to the animals, whatever the story is. Um, for fuel sources. So that being the case, under normal circumstances, a person doesn't shouldn't need to be afraid that when he sells his, let's say, his, his straw from the threshing floor, that the person who's getting the straw is going to extract a few kernels to eat, and then if the person can't be trusted to take meisters properly in selling the straw, the seller has done lethal either in setting up the purchaser for a fall because the purchaser is known not to keep meisters or expect not to keep meisters properly. The Mishnah says, under normal circumstances, there's no reason to be afraid for that. However, in the event that you are put on notice by the purchaser that he intends to reclaim some extra edible part from this waste product, this byproduct of production, so then the rules of lift and will kick in again because, as the Mishnah will say explicitly, one who extracts edible parts of, let's say, a few edible kernels from the leftovers from the threshing floor um, those leftovers need to be to have the meisters taken from them. So lifna ever applies. That's the gist of the first part of the Mishnah. Here inside the Mishnah says, Lo yim, and now it's one long sentence, um, which I'll have to break apart afterwards, but it says, Lo yimkar adam es tivnov, es giftov, es zagav, lamish inonemon ala meisters, lahotzimehen mashkin. A person may not sell his teven. Teven is straw, not to be confused with hay. Hay is the whole stalk and the seed head, you know, the, the ear, the head where, this, where the edible part is, the beard, the edible part also. Um, so that's either you, when you talk about hay, which is on the topic of our Mishnah, that's designed to be eaten by animals. It could be alfalfa, it could be other grasses, etc. It could be, you know, barley, whatever the story is. Tevin is something else. Tevin is straw. Straw is pretty much useless, meaning nowadays straw is just used, like, I don't know, for animals to sleep on or something. Um, not much nutrition there because essentially all the real nutritious parts, meaning the seeds, have been taken. So what happens is you go to your threshing floor, you'll take, you'll have harvested stalks of wheat, let's say. There's some chaff, that's the straw, and there's some actual ochel, edible seeds. So you put them all on the threshing floor, you'll thresh them, and you'll separate the seeds from the chaff, and then you'll do zora, you'll winnow, like with a pitchfork, and you'll get the chaff, to the straw as it is, to blow away to one side, and you'll have your seeds on the other side, and you'll then take your seeds and, you know, get them together, clean them up, and, and save them for eating. What's left over is straw. So the straw is really not edible. But of course, let's not kid ourselves, the method of extracting seeds from straw is not perfect. There's always a few seeds left behind that didn't get fully threshed out, that got mixed up and didn't get extracted when you winnowed, etc. So if someone buys straw, the assumption is he's using it, you know, for the sake of his animals and not for getting edible food stuff out of. But if he tells you he's intending to reclaim the edibles, then you have a problem of lifting the ever. And same goes with Gephes. Gifto, as the Mishnah says. Gephes, you might recall from quite a well-known Mishnah in the third parak of Shabbos, talking about heating up ovens. So there, our scroll taught me a word once upon a time that gefes means mark, M-A-R-C, which is the pulp um, that's left over after one presses olives. So that's what gefes is. The point is normally it's used for like as a fuel source, 
um, and not for reclaiming oil. But if a person purchases gifts from you and he tells you, I'm doing it because I have a way to, you know, I intend to get the last drops of oil and use the olive oil, let's say, for eating. Um, so that being the case, if you don't trust him to take tithes properly, you have to be afraid um, of listening to Eva, and therefore you couldn't sell it to him. And same goes with the zagav. Zagav are the skins of the grapes, meaning after you press the grapes with your feet at the wine press, there's skins left behind. So that skin is, I don't know, whatever, again, useless, particularly it's not really good for food. Normally you just use it as like as fertilizers or whatever the story is, but, or feeding your animals, I don't know. But if the guy says, I'm using those zagin and I'm going to get them to make, you know, grape juice out of, so then you got a problem. If he's enoneeman ala maestras, if you don't trust him to take maestras properly, you have to be afraid that he's going to, um, and he tells us he's going to do it. So then you have to be afraid of the Isra of Lifnaiva, and therefore you can't sell it to him anymore. Again, so just let me summarize, make it perfectly clear. If he didn't tell you what he intends to do with it, you don't have to be afraid. You could sell it to him, even if you don't trust him for taking tithes. Okay. Now, the Mishnah says explicitly, Imhotzi, if one does extract edible portions, meaning wheat kernels or wine or olive oil from these products, Chayev Maestras, then one must take Maestras from them. But Upatr Truma, as for Truma Gadola, Truma Gadola will not need to be taken from this, uh, this, uh, these foodstuffs. Um, the reason why is because When a person takes truma, separates truma gadola, he has in mind to include all the bits and pieces or drops that didn't make it into the primary harvest. That is to say, you recall when it comes to the halach of truma gadola, the requirements of taking truma, so even any amount will be sufficient to exempt the entire harvest from further truma gadola. So there's no there's no requirement to take any specific amount. And more than that, you're actually told when you take Truma Gadola, you'll recall from Masechus Trumos, you're supposed to take it um, by estimate. You're not supposed to actually do an exact measure of how much Truma. You're supposed to take approximately 2%, let's say, you know, 50th, that's the Benoni, but uh, but not exactly. So therefore, the rabbi said you're supposed to have in mind all of the, if you're harvesting wheat, all of the wheat in the entire harvest, even the wheat that didn't quite make it in to the main pile that you're collecting that's going to go into the silo, the wheat that was left on the side and then it was mixed up with the chaff and that didn't make it to the off the threshing floor properly, all those things you have in mind to also be taking Truma Gadola on their behalf also. And in fact, the rabbis didn't just say you should, they say you do. They say, I guess unless you have explicit intention to not cover those things, they say I'm purposely leaving the threshing floor grains un, untied from the Truma Gadola. So the rabbi said, your stum, das, just if you thought nothing in particular, yes, you had those in mind also. And that being the case, there's no requirement to take Trumagodola from the leftovers in the field, left in the tevin, in the straw, etc., after Trumagodola has been taken. All that is not true when it comes to the second, the tithing of Meister Rishon, the gift that goes to Levium, as well as Meister Shani, etc., and really Trumas Meister after that. Um, it's not included. Um, because remember that the requirement to take Maeserishon, let's say, is exactly 10%, so you can't just guess, and you can't include what isn't there, you have to take 10% of what you have, meaning what's left behind is left behind and not, um, hasn't been Maesered. That's again what it says, the mission says inside, it says, um, if you do take out seeds from the straw, or oil from the gefes, or juice from the sagin, you must then take the Maeser, 
Upatzer min truma, but you don't need to take truma. Shahat Torem, because when one takes truma gadola, belibo in his mind he has intention for Allah katuim. Katuim literally are, are things like um. It literally means like I guess amputees, but what it means here is the um, the part of the grain that didn't get threshed properly. Okay, valhat stadin. That means literally on the sides, meaning the grain that was on the side of the pile didn't make it into the main pile when you bring it in for harvesting. And umash tevin, that's the Mishnah's going full circle now, when the Mishnah said you sell tevin straw, the assumption is the straw is now useless as a foodstuff for humans, but of course there are a few grains left inside. So when a person takes truma, he has a mind to include whatever grains happen to still be mixed inside the straw. And that being the case, when you sell straw to somebody else, if he takes the grains, he need not fear that the excuse me, if he takes the straw and he wants to extract the grains, then he has no reason to be afraid that the grains aren't um, haven't had truma taken from them because they certainly have when the rest of the harvest was um, had truma taken on it.